in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God. I mean. As we said in the morning, that our theme this year during the whole Passion Week is John chapter 12 and verse 24, which by by chance, and it was the first gospel we read this evening, and it says, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit." And we are trying to find in all the readings, morning and evening, where is this that is required, and who, where is those who rejected this, and that's why they are still alone and they can't bear more fruit. So we'll find the first two. Prophecies from the book of Zephaniah. And if you remember the book of Zephaniah, we started from verse 2, chapter 1. We just missed the first verse. It tells us that it was during the time of the king Josiah, which is the greatest king of the history of the kingdom of the north. None before him or after him was like him. But why you find that Zephaniah is very harsh on them? If you remember the story from the beginning, We'll find many people before that time, especially the priests, because he always insisting that the priesthood was a spiritual censor uh, for the whole nation. So, for his dad, the king of Josiah, Amun, and his granddad, they were following idols. And once King Josiah came, he decided to make a revival. He, he destroyed all the idols. So the same priests were worshipping with, with his dad, worshipped God with him, and the same thing after he died, they worshipped idols again. The same thing for the people. They were very rejoicing that we are following the king. If the king wants us to worship idols, we are going to worship idols. If the king wants us to worship God, we will follow him. So. Most of the commentators said that Zephaniah was prophesying because most of the people at the time were just following the leader. They don't have a choice to follow the real God. That's why you'll find the whole prophecy is very harsh words against those who are just pretending that they are following the true God, following the revival, but from outside. That's why it says, And I will openly take vengeance on the Porsches in that day. From whom? On the men that fill the house of the Lord their God with ungodliness and deceit. We are in the house of God. We are sharing in the revival. But the reality is, they, are, they fill the house of the Lord their God with ungodliness and deceit. Those people rejected to die. That's why they remained alone and they remained rejected. We'll find the same thing in. The prophecy of the second, third hour on Monday's Eve, we sing them, For the great day of the Lord is near. It is near and very speedy, and the sound of the day of the Lord is made bitter and harsh. Why? Because of the same reason. The first two chapters, he was telling, warning them that you can't choose to live your own life and you reject the death of your inner man. Again, if the journey is a journey of Passover from death into life, first we need to choose this, as Christ did, to be able to be risen with him once more. We find the gospel of the first hour, or in Monday's Eve, at the very end, the Lord was saying, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying what this he should die. Again, if we are thinking of this and rejecting this, he knew that he chose this, that by his death he will lift up 
all men unto him. The same thing in my family. If I reject this in my own personal life, when I reject this, I'm not able to to raise myself with him through him, and I'm not able to raise anyone around me. Find the gospel in the third hour. The Lord was assuring us of the same thing again. He came to show us that I can choose this. It's my personal choice. So said, and he sternly charged them and commanded them to tell no man that thing, saying the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain and be raised the third day. Again, when we think of this as a choice, sometimes we feel it's something abnormal. But the Lord is telling us, you have to choose it. Otherwise, you will remain alone and without any fruits. Many of us are suffering today that we are without any fruits because they never accepted or chose to die on their, on their self or even on behalf of anything in their life as well. Can I into the third prophecy? Is and the first one is from the book of Joel. Again, we don't know exactly when Joel was prophesying, but most of the commentators said that he was prophesying after the captivity. And after the captivity, people went back into Jerusalem, but they were not able to follow God wholeheartedly. We'll find at the very end of the first reading in the sixth hour, he is telling us it's a command. Sanctify a fast, proclaim a solemn service, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of your God, and cry earnestly to the Lord, Alas, 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 for the day, for the day of the Lord is near, and it will come as trouble upon trouble. What does this mean again? He's telling us, if you would like to sanctify yourself, to sanctify a fast, to proclaim a solemn surface and to gather all the elders and all the inhabitants, it means you are choosing this. Again, at the time, some people choose it because everyone is fasting and going to fast. But some, a few of them, were sanctifying a real fast. And again, he's telling me it's not just we fasted in the past few weeks, but even during this Passion Week, are we fasting to gain something? It's a fast for sanctification. Or while I'm saying I'm fasting, celebrating the passion of Christ, of Christ, I'm very, my mind is very busy with everything else. And this is part of my life. It's not my focus even on that very holy week. I'm going on the Gospel of St. Mark. He was, nearly all the readings, he was saying, them, I have to die. It's a choice. He was saying, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be delivered unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they will, shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles, and they shall mock him, and shall scourge him, and shall spit upon him, and shall kill him, and the third day he shall rise again. Yes. Again he is asking me and you this night, did you choose this style of life, or you are always stubborn, full of pride, choosing your own path? It's easy to preach about it, but it's very hard to try to practice in your life. So the Lord was telling us, from now I choose this kind of this, this kind of humility, and this kind of humiliation as well. Till now, many of us rejecting the whole idea. I need to take my rights fully with my own hands. As well, in the ninth hour, Micah was telling us, Arise. 
and depart, for this is not your rest because of uncleanness. You have been utterly destroyed, you have fled, no one pursuing you. Depart, for this is not your rest because of uncleanness. When you are living unholy life, by all means, because sometimes I am comparing myself with someone else, I am not bad as such. If you would like to compare yourself, look to the Holy One. As I told you before many times, Father Safroni was saying, you cannot say with St. Paul that I am the chief sinner unless you see and gaze your eyes only on the Most Holy One. When you compare yourself with anyone else, you might find something better than him or her. But if you focus only on the Most Holy One, you can easily say, I am the chief sinner. Find the Gospel of the Ninth Hour. The Lord is telling them again, I am going to die. But out of pride, some people said it's out of love. St. Peter was rejecting it. So he's saying, and Peter took him and began to rebuke him. But when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get you behind me, Satan, for you consider not the things that to be of God, but the things that be of men. When we deal with God with our emotions, and we reject the death, the death looks for us something ugly, because still we don't feel or see the power of His resurrection. So we reject this because we feel it's an end. Because the Lord saw His death is a resurrection, His death is salvation. Peter, when he showed his emotions, he told him, Get behind me, Satan. Sometimes the devil is using the mouth of God's people. And amazingly enough, if you read this story in the Gospel of St. Matthew, two verses before, he was telling him, You are the Son of God. And the Lord told him, It's not you, it's my Father revealed it to me. After two verses exactly, in Matthew chapter 16, you'll find him, Get you, get you behind me, Satan. How comes that in, in the same discussion and in just, we don't know how many minutes between the two statements and he was converting. He's asking if you would like to choose this, then your mouth will be only led by the Spirit, not by any emotions, not by any earthly imaginations in your mind. And finally, the prophecy of the 11th hour was from Micah chapter 3. And he was telling us, everyone is a leader in a way or another at your school, at your uni, at work, at home. But what sort of leadership do you have? If you choose this, your leadership will be a resurrection leadership. If you don't choose this, it's a disaster. And he shall say, hear now these words, you heads of, house of, of the house of Jacob, and you remnant of the house of Israel. Is it not for you to know judgment? Who hate good and seek evil? Who tear their skins of them? and the flesh of their bones, even as they devoured the flesh of my people, and striped their skin of them, and broke their bones, and divided them as flesh for the cauldron, and as meat for the pot. He's telling us, if you choose this life, you will be able to be a messenger of resurrection in your household, in your school, at your uni, with your friends, with your neighbors. Otherwise, it'll be like this disastrous life. That's why the Lord, in the last gospel we read today, He was assuring again, it was Mark chapter, uh, chapter 17, He was telling them that at the very end of, of our reading, 
and they shall kill him and the third day he shall be risen again and they were exceedingly sorrow, sorry again if we are sorry or some people show some sorrow during the Passion Week is it because you see a bad <coughs> scenes or you hear bad news or is it because of your own sins if you accept that this Virgin Mary prayed and we prayed every day in the ninth hour that the whole world is rejoicing for his suffering but she as a mother was very sad because of what had been done to her son again what sort of sorrow what sort of rejoicing in his death that's why the church is calling it life-giving death which looks very uh, amazing statement he is offering his life-giving death to be ours to live it and to enjoy his resurrection as well May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever until the end.